to the Generation Podcast, where we have real conversations about what God is doing in this generation. Joining me today, as always, is my good friend, Josh Mann. Josh, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm going all right. I'm going all right. That was weird. It would have been better if you nailed the intro. I did nail it. I hop skipped intro. I thought you did well, Sam. Good job. Thanks, Ben. Ben, the reason why I did it, because Ben said I didn't sound ready, so... You weren't ready. You were very nervous. Shaking Sam coming boots. at us in a camo shirt today. Yes. Yeah. Can all, you see me? All I see, all <laughs> I see is a float. All I see is a floating head on camera. <laughs> Nothing yeah. new there. Visual chats in a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So true. And, and everyone's like, "What? I don't care." Yeah. All right. Let's That's get into new. it, eh? So uh, <laughs> apparently Sam's the host. So I'll just sit back and. I don't know how to host. <laughs> You're just gonna well, have to take the reins off me. <laughs> well, welcome to. The fourth episode in this series on intimacy, how to grow an intimate relationship with God amongst all situations. This week, we're heading into the territory of intimacy with God when I don't understand. Um, And we're in a time right now where there's a whole lot of things going on and a lot of us don't understand what's happening. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I don't, let's go around the room here, Ooh, the virtual room. How about that? Hey, Zoom. Oh, uh, good job. Let's go around the room. At this present moment, what is one word that would describe how you're feeling? All right. At this present moment, so it's COVID nineteen for those who are listening in the future. <laughs> go. What What is one word? Sam, you can go one first. One word. One word. Boom. 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 Um. I didn't brief them. On I'd this. say. I'd say confused. Okay. Um, I don't know Good what word. day it is. Um, every day is the same. <laughs> it's so true. So I think confused. it's Thursday. Genuinely, it's that weird thing where it's like it is super unsettling. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I feel confused too because it's just this mixture of, on the one hand, I'm like excited at the expectation of like what could happen and, you know, all this change is good in a way. But then I'm like, oh, I also feel like really unsettled at the same time. Yeah, I think the word that would describe me is probably frustrated at this. Like, it was I reckon it was mm. about Tuesday afternoon where it, like I flicked a switch where I was like, oh, I'm all right with this. This is all right. Like, it's a bit fun, a bit of a novelty. And then Tuesday afternoon, I was just like, no, this sucks. Like, this is yeah. boring. I just I just want to see people. Like on the weekend, we hung out in a Zoom chat like with my group of friends, and it was good, but it just wasn't good. You know? Yeah. <laughs> if that makes I sense. Do. Like. And then that just built up and then church online on Sunday. Again, it was awesome, but just like, ah, it's just that community is missing, right? Yes. Um, so I think I'm just frustrated at the moment. And yeah. I understand, like, I understand why the restrictions have to happen. And it's good. Australia's doing a great job. I love Australia. Oh, my goodness. Mm, Australia. But, like, I think frustration, Benny, you said confused, Sammy. What did you say? You said unsettled. I don't, I don't remember. But yeah, basically, you said, yeah. you said unsettled. <laughs> unsettled. I think it's 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 all these things because we don't actually understand what's going on. You know. Yeah, I don't there's even the, know how I feel. That's the weird thing. Yeah, there's all these things happening. I think, and we're missing so much. For me, I'm missing missing. Mm. <laughs> I'm missing community, right? Mm. I'm missing yeah. get, being around people and me being the extrovert that I am. It's just, oh, it's killing oh, me. Oh man, it's killing me um, too. But Sam, if you like. How are you actually feeling? If someone came up to you and said, not just one word, but how are you actually feeling right now? Mm. Yeah, look, to be honest with you, in I don't feel great. I really miss normal life. And I think I miss the face-to-face aspect of 
um, my job. You know, I really, I haven't seen a lot of people and I haven't spoken to a lot of people over the past, you know, bit over a month and I miss ministering to people. I miss preaching, you know, I miss um, having conversations with people and checking in and see how they're doing and I miss seeing people all the time. Um, and I think, you know, I've been working from home a lot as well and same as you, bro, like I'm an extrovert and I just need constant interaction with people and I miss the pace of life. Um, but it's just brought up a whole bunch of stuff where I'm like, oh man, I think I need all of this stuff too much, you know, cause it's like God didn't get taken away from me and I feel terrible. Like, I don't know if that's a, that's a good thing. Actually, I was speaking to, to Jack Dickinson actually this morning and he mm. was sort of saying it's made him realize, for those of you who don't know Jack, he goes to our church at St. Paul's in Sydney. Um, he was saying this break has made him realize how much we sort of almost idolize community where we build up we did community. A, we build we did up a community. podcast on that. Plug, plug. <laughs> so, <laughs> Go listen so, to it because we do idolize community. <laughs> And, but it's true, like we can say it, and we did say it last last um, series. But it's true because we we feel sort of un like unsettled, and we feel incomplete without mm. this community. But should yeah, we? <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's the thing, man. Like I've I have gone through this this process where for the first four weeks I felt genuinely terrible, like depressed. And then I had to ask myself all of these hard questions where I was like, why do I feel so bad? I mean, I guess there's a lot of change and I guess, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's not happening. Um, but here's the, the thing that I realized was that I actually need approval way too much. <laughs> and when I'm not doing things, I'm not being approved of by people. Like there's no feedback, Luke feedback loop everything that i'm working on is like this it's in a zoom meeting or it's who's luke <laughs> luke just what? gives you feedback <laughs> who's luke do i have feedback <laughs> luke did i say luke oh my gosh you did, you did. the zoom thing getting to me man but um Sorry. i i just realized that um i needed the the whole like public life thing way too much and you know before coronavirus i was traveling heaps and doing all of this cool stuff and then it just like went to nothing and i was literally writing in my journal i was like i don't feel like i have any self-worth at the moment you know i don't feel like i have any value i don't feel like i'm contributing anything to the planet and then god was like yep you I'd like <laughs> like I'm trying to show you that you actually yeah. have a problem like and almost you, almost overnight too yeah like oh all of the so many companies that just it all happened like overnight like yeah all these tech companies as well have just made a third of their stuff redundant and all that stuff all of this stuff happened almost literally overnight a few yeah. weeks ago Mentally. yeah you and know like, a funny story on that like my my buddy was telling me he was at a dinner party and his non-Christian friends had, you know, lost their jobs as well. And they were just talking about, they were like, hey, you know, work was such a big part of our lives and now we don't have work. Who am I? You know, they were asking all these questions of like, without this job and this career that I've been working on and striving for for so long, I don't really know who I am. And God bless him. One of my Christian buddies apparently yelled from across the other side of the the house. Um, 
Well, yeah, exactly. That's the whole point of Jesus. I mean, what do you have if you don't have your identity in Jesus? And I think I have gone through this process now where I'm like, oh my goodness, I feel like all I have right now is God and I don't feel good. And that's a problem. (laughs) That is a problem. (laughs) But I think all of us, uh, or most of us anyway, are in the same boat. I, I don't think you're alone. Well, I know you're not alone. And even like, Last night I had we had Bible study via Zoom and I sort of felt bad for sharing this. I'm like, oh yeah, I just you know I feel I feel anxious. I feel you know just mm. frustrated through this whole thing. And Andrew Neil, I'm just giving shout outs left, right, and center. But Neil, yeah, name dropping. Yeah, sorry guys. Or well, one of my buddies, I'll be saying one of my buddies. He <laughs> my um, buddies. <laughs> he just said, don't feel bad. We're all feeling the same thing. And yeah, so I think it's it's really important that we acknowledge that, and it's important that we say you know don't feel bad for feeling like this because most of us are exactly the same. Obviously, people who are extroverted are even more so. Mm. Um, but there's also one other conversation that we've been having, and I've been like, everyone is talking about, everyone I've spoken to is talking about, you know, that first return service back at church. Yeah. Like, imagine, can you just imagine what that's going to be like? like it's going to be amazing. Genuinely, it's genuinely going to be like heavenly. Genuinely, like the moment we can come into into church and just see everyone's face in in the flesh, and just high five everyone, hug everyone, and just like absolutely belt it in worship. Like our church is yeah. doing an amazing job doing live streaming, but it's just not the same being yeah. in a room full of people belting out. But just imagine that service, like oh. So I'm just gonna yeah. work. It's good, man. About it. I, I want to talk about it because I think yeah. in a lot of our minds, that's the sign that the crisis is over. That's <laughs> our signpost of like, or how will we know when things go back to normal? It's when we do church again. Yeah, you know. And I think for for a lot of us, that's kind of the goalpost that we're <laughs> like holding out for. Is like, okay, yeah. we're just holding on. We can get through this. But you know, when we get back together, when we do church, it's gonna be. Oh my gosh, this is going to be the best Sunday of our lives, you know? Yeah. And it's and almost I, like, sorry, Zoom, Zoom's failing us again. Zoom, it's Zoom. We're not rude, <laughs> it's Zoom. But it's almost like the, you know, people, are, and I've almost like got my, crept myself into this, into this feeling where I think that, you know, it doesn't matter what my spiritual life is doing now because when we get back to church, then I'll be, then I'll be right, you yeah. know? And this is a mentality that I think a lot of people are slipping into. And it's something that I've actually caught myself thinking this week or last week is, you know, what happens now doesn't really matter because when we return, it's all just going to be better. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily work like that, right? Well, 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 <laughs> Proverbs, Shmuffer. What's doing? <laughs> you got the dog in the room. I got Michael here with me. He's licking the mic. He's licking the mic. Michael. It's been cool. Have anyone seen Arrested Development? Yeah. Nope. While we're at it, please Selfish follow Michael. Please follow Michael the Griddle. Oh jeez, that's a big shout out. Michael the Griddle on Instagram. Thanks, At Josh. Michael the Griddle, is that correct? It's here a bit stuff. Actually. Yeah, Town made it the other day. Yeah. At um, Michael the Griddle. Love that. I've got a good one for today. Oh, I need All a win. Right. Two, is it two nil or three? You nil? need a, You haven't taken any wins, Josh. Is it three nil? No, because it was a tie. It's two nil. So you got a tie. A tie. So it's two, two nil. nil. Oh, two, plenty, two plenty of time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. As I said, do got a good one today. So should we just get straight into it? Yeah. Is everyone ready? Yeah. Sam? Straight in. Okay. Yeah. Straight in. Let's go. I'm in the zone. I'm gonna bring music down. Hold on. 
Apparently, I wasn't ready to start this podcast, so I'm ready now. Hey, <laughs> that's why I had to do the intro for you. Near water, no fish shape. Near mountain, no bird sound. What? <laughs> Can you say that again? I'm going to say that again. Is that English? It's not English. Near water, no fish shape. Near mountain, no bird sound. What the hell? Shape? Did you say no fish shape? Yes. Near water, no fish shape. Near mountain, no bird sound. And we're messaging you, right? Yeah, text me. I've got 2% less on my phone, so pick the pace up. Wow. Should you say your mobile number so people can it's message you? Genuinely so That's hard fun. this week. Near water, no fish shape. Near, near mountain, no bird sound. Lord help me. It's from the book called Expanding Virtue Literature. Okay. If that helps. I feel my virtue is expanding. Yeah. Near water, no fish shape. Near mountain, no bird sound. Josh, I got a good feeling about this one for you. Did you? Because I just sent it through. I'm not. I'm not doing well. Hey, don't say that. It gives Sam confidence. <laughs> You said, oh, goodness. It gives... You... I, was, I was reading something else. I was on Instagram. No, you weren't. I was I'm actually... Michael, I don't need that. <laughs> His breath really smells lately, and I've got some greenies. Oh, Maybe, my, my breath smells at the moment because... <laughs> guess, guess that for lunch. The best lunch ever. Anyway, Sam, Fish. are you ready? <laughs> no. I'm in. Garlic sauce. I've lost. It's my first L for the nah. season. Goodness. Imagine if we word for word said the same thing again. You didn't. Okay, it's <laughs> like not a draw. Um, it's not a draw today. So, damn it. No, I'm gonna oh lose. I okay, I'm not smart. Enough. I'll repeat it again. Near water, no fish shape. Near mountain, no bird sound. Josh, you said. Oh, should I say the meaning first? Yeah, the meaning. The verse is from expanding virtue literature. Teaches that to know someone, you should go to his or home. <gasps> Josh, you said things may be different than they appear. Sam, you said the environment you are meant to be in will take the least effort. I'm going to go with Sam again. because he <laughs> mentioned the environment. I've won again. No, no, things may be different, so you need to get to know the person. No, you can't talk your way out of this one, Josh. You lost. No, no the I didn't. Envir- no. The environment you are meant to be in will take the least effort. And I'll just... they've. Kind of rephrase it. To know a fish, go to the water. And to know a bird's song, go to the mountains. So Sam said the environment would be... Oh, okay. They're both bad. No, Sam does not make They're sense. They both suck, but I've just... But Sam said the, the word environment, and, and it has the word home in it. Things are different than they appear. You need to go to the person to find them out. No, that's completely wrong. You've actually made a good case. You know what I mean? Oh. I'm still going to give it to Sam. You can actually... Yes! Yeah, give it to Sam. That's 3-0. Sorry, Josh. That's all right. You need, you need some wins. Sorry, Joshy. <laughs> you need to research. Oh. Research. You need a research. You need to research on problems during research. the week. So You're genuinely not happy about this. Well, who's happy about losing? <laughs> so true. Losers. <laughs> all right. Bye. Uh.
Yeah, I think you're right, bro. There's just a real sense that we are waiting for something to happen to us. Um, And I think it shows us how much we consume church uh, and how much our relationship with God is really built on the backs of the faith of our leaders a lot of the time. Um, And, you know, all of us are going through this change right now where we don't have this face-to-face interaction with church we're not going to church on sunday we're doing live stream and it's it's real different and i think for me what it has made me realize is my personal relationship with jesus in terms of my devotional life is my foundation as a christian and if i didn't have a personal pursuit of Jesus right now, and if I was a consumer kind of Christian, my relationship with Jesus would have just been put on pause when coronavirus lockdown started and probably put on play again when we everything got back to normal. Yeah. When you say consumer Christian, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Um, it kind of plays into this culture of church shopping, looking for, you know, my favorite preacher, my, my favorite worship music and you know, the only time we really um, get intimate with the Lord is in a Sunday service. Um, yeah. You know, it's kind of that idea of a Sunday, someone who's a Christian and thinks about God has a relationship with Him for a couple of hours yeah. during a service, but doesn't have a rhythm of life and relationship with Jesus all week long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's sort of that mentality. They come to church, they leave as soon as it finishes and that's how their spiritual life for one of a, for one of a better term yeah. is gr- grows it's like a fill up you know yeah exactly um, and that and i sort of found myself in that anyway because like when i'm watching the live stream it's easy just to pick apart pick it apart and go oh they missed that note right. and oh i wouldn't have said that or, or this guy's not very good on camera like it's easy to say these things yeah. and the reason why is because it's that consumer mentality coming it's through like a product where oh yeah, exactly. And if the product is not spot on, then we're not happy. Yeah. And I think w- but you- we're feeling the effects of that mentality right now where we're like, man, my relationship with God is not doing great. Um, there's something wrong with this whole paradigm of my relationship with him, you know? Yeah. And so w- what we do want to talk about here is let's let's give people this picture of, okay, yeah. in a couple of months time, we are going to have a service again. The lockdowns are going to lift. We're going to get the green light. We're going to send out some yep. emails. It's going to come on Instagram. Church is <laughs> live this Sunday. Everyone be there. It's going to be the best church service we've ever had. It's going to, yeah. And, pe- and everyone is waiting. Everyone's that, waiting. Right? It's kind of like the goalpost moment. Here's what's going to happen. Everyone's going to come out of their cave with their isolation beards and their track pants on because <laughs> they're not used to wearing normal clothes. We're going to all come back into church and it's going to have been several months. Here's the question. Yeah. What are we going to be like when we get back together? Are we going to be That's better good. Or are we going to be worse? Are we going to have yeah. backslidden or are we going to come back stronger? Because I think the, I think God is taking something that the enemy has meant to destroy the church and God is going to use it to take his people, which is us, deep in our relationships yeah. with him, figure out a whole bunch of stuff. It's likely that he's bringing up idols and your pain points <laughs> and you're really wrestling and really working through stuff. And then if we press in, when we come back together, we're going to be ready for what God does next. You know, isn't that a song? Isn't that an Elevation song? 
Is it? You took what the enemy made for evil. Yeah. Turn it for good. Turn it for good. Yeah. yeah. You turn Surely. it for Song good. one. Song one. <laughs> Song one. Whoever's doing the set list on the return. <laughs> Song one. Yeah. Just get, just get your wife to put a good word in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly what but it honest, is. Yeah. Mm. Exactly, and that, and that's the question. What version of yourself, so to speak, mm-hmm. do you want there? Do you want just to be limping into the service, yep. holding onto your faith through with a you know a thread? <laughs> Being like, I or, haven't had water in six months. Yeah, exactly. Or do you want to be filled up, ready to go, ready to serve the people mm-hmm. in that room? Because imagine if everyone is taking this time right now to fill themselves up, to be intimate yep. with their heavenly Father. Not based around who sings at church, who preaches at church, not based around the people around them, but purely based on reading the word, listening to the spirit and becoming intimate with the father. Imagine a whole lot of people like that getting together in three or four months time. Amen. Like people are going to be saved. People are going to be good. I think it's going to go in that direction. And that's, and that's what, that's what I mean. Like we have to, we have to encourage each other to to do that. But it's so easy just to creep down and not. It's so easy just to feel sorry for ourselves because we're not in this routine. Yeah. And a lot of us like to read the Bible in routine, whether that's in the morning before you get to work or in the afternoon when you're on the way home from work or vice versa, whatever. We, we're missing this routine and, and we're using that as an excuse mm-hmm. for our intimacy to diminish. Yeah, bro. I agree. And I think... One of the things that we need to pay attention to is what is God doing right now? And asking ourselves the question, God, what are you doing in me? What do you want to do? I mean, this is a season of, I think, preparation for the church. Um, It's a season of refining. And what's become really apparent to me is, you know, when um, a refiner's, God often talks about his discipline and these these moments of um, change where he's working on our character as kind of like refining metal, where he melts it down and it takes heat to melt it down. And then what happens is the impurities rise. Did we talk about this in the podcast already? No, I don't think we did. Uh, I've heard it before. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, that sounded terrible. Uh, <laughs> it's good. I've heard it Keep before. <laughs> you don't need to say it. But uh, maybe there are oh, people out there that haven't heard it before, Josh, and aren't super Christians. So uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. so um, bad. Oh, but ahead, anyway, you know what stuff. I'm talking about. So that the impurities rise to the surface and then they're yeah. skimmed off, and then that's how yeah. the pure metal is. It, the metal is purified. Now, one of the things that we're surprised about is right now what happens is we're in a heating furnace. I mean, just the the life that we're in right now has turned everything up to 11. And what's happening is all of the impurities are rising to the surface. All of the things that we didn't even know were in us. All of the things like, oh, okay, there's this unhealthy habit that I have and I didn't even realize I thought that I dealt with that. Or this sin that I thought I had dealt with has suddenly come back to the surface. All of this stuff is rising up and you're probably noticing things in yourself that you don't like. There are probably things that you're doing or things that you're not doing in this season where you're like, man, I thought I was better than that. I thought I could handle a crisis like this better. I thought I was disciplined and had routine. And yet here I am watching Tiger King all day. And I think that's okay because that's the process of refining. Don't be surprised if the impurities are on the surface because they need to be on the surface. They need to be brought to light 
for you to skim them off. And that's what God is doing. He's bringing these things to mind through the heat and saying, hey, here's something you didn't even know is there. I want to skim that off. And if we press into this right now, because this is a season of preparation for the church, God is showing us what really matters in our faith. And all the things that don't matter are being literally cut away from our church. This isn't going to be back to normal. It's going to be a new normal. We're never going back to where we were. The church is going to be completely new and you're going to be completely new. Who are you going to be in that moment when we all come back together? Yeah. So how do, how do we press into that then? Yeah. What things practically do you think can we do to press into that, that challenge that you've just shared with us is to lean into this refinement mm. and get stronger and build a stronger faith through that? How, how can we actually do that? Josh, that is a great question. I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Um, here's what I did. So I had this, uh, I don't know, awakening moment the other day where I was so focused on what is God doing in the church? And then I realized, oh my goodness, I'm a part of the church. And I asked God, okay, if this is a season of preparation for your people, what do you want to do in me? What are the things that you are preparing me for and taking out of me? And I had noticed that that refining fire, there were things that were coming to the surface that I didn't know were there. And um, I I knew God was doing something, but I just didn't really know what it was. And so I said, okay, God, you are preparing me. What do you want me to be working on during this process? What is your plan for me? I'm going to listen and I'm going to play ball with you. I'm going to hear what you have to say. I'm going to not be angry. I'm just going to press in. And he said to me two things. He said, you're idolizing um, success still and you're idolizing a relationship. These are the two things that he said. He was like, because you feel crappy right now and all of your prayers are, God, get me out of this and get me out of obscurity and get me back into a season of public life and I'm lonely, give me a relationship right? Those are the two things that my whole prayer life was consisting around in order to get me out of my mess. And God said, Mm. those are the two dormant things in you that I've brought to the surface that I'm working on. Um, So you're saying we should literally lean into God and ask him to show us the areas of of our life that he wants to change. mm -hmm. Yeah. And he'll tell you. Yeah. And yeah, nice. And, And what ways do you think he will tell that to us? Yeah. I actually heard this funny story the other day. It was um, a podcast where some guy was saying, he was talking about the moment he first realized he could hear God's voice. And he said it so simply. He said, when I asked God a question, an answer popped into my head immediately. And it took me a really long time to figure out that was actually God. (laughs) And I think that's, it's kind of as simple as that. It's like, ask God a question, an answer will probably pop into your head. I mean, filter it. Like, (laughs) check it with the Bible. (laughs) Check it with the Bible. But it's probably God because, I mean, I do that all the time. I'm like, hey, God, what do you think about this? And he'll tell me. And it's not something I really would have thought of. But it's it's a good thing, you know. So when I asked God the question, what do you want to work on? He said, these two things. And and let's be honest, we we know ourselves pretty well. Yeah. God God obviously knows us better, but we know the things that we need to work on. It's probably the thing that you were struggling with when you were meeting with people. It's just exasperated now. Totally, yeah. Um, and we talked about this 
a couple of weeks ago for me is, is a big thing God is trying to teach me is to rest and to rest in him mm. rather than resting just for the sake of resting and, and being yeah. really, um, you know, intentional with that rest. And so the thing we're trying to say here is God is going to be doing different things in different Absolutely. people. It's all well and good for us to sit here in a podcast and say, God is doing this in your yeah. life. But he's just not. He's going to be doing different things for you as he's doing for me, to for Ben, for mm. Sam. Everyone is going to be going through a different process because God wants to refine a different part of your faith. Yeah. But what we're saying is lean into that. Yeah. Let him refine you. And when you do, the return service is just going to be immense. Yeah, absolutely. It's just going to be so good. Um, and I think it's a challenge for us to do it in community as well, mm-hmm. as much as we can, to spur one another on and encourage one another to continue to press into that re- refinement, to press into the things that God wants to work in you so that you're the better version of yourself, so to speak, to use secular language, yeah. when we return, so that you're more like Christ. There we go. <laughs> when you The people return. were like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's yeah, the tick. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, that's what we need to be doing. Yeah, man. And we don't need, we shouldn't be shy to point that out in people, um, into people we trust and they know that um, we trust them mm. and, and to say, hey, man, I think this is what God is doing in your mm. life. Press into that. Yeah, I agree, bro. And I, it's, it's expect that. We all go through seasons. You know, there are seasons of fruit and there are seasons of pruning. And right now, it's a season of pruning for everybody. No one's going around yeah. going, man, my business is crushing right now. Work's never been so good. I mean, this is just a season of like blessing and all this stuff. It's kind of like God has everyone in this season of pruning. So press into it. Exactly. And that's the thing. And it goes with everything we deal with when we don't understand something. And right now we are all in this season of not understanding. And so when you don't understand things, you can you can go one of two ways. You can sort of just do what you've always done and hope for the best, mm. you know, and hope that you can battle on and it'll all be better, which is what I think I got into the habit of doing in this in this crisis. Or you can press into the Holy Spirit. Mm. Or you can press into what God is saying and learn that the answer actually comes through that. Yeah. The answer to all these big questions, whether it is why is COVID-19 happening or whether it is, you know, miracles or suffering or wrath or predestination, these big things that we don't understand, we need to acknowledge that God is greater than us, number one. Mm. He knows more than us. And so to find the answer, we need to press into him. Yeah, it's good, bro. Um, and so we need to really, as a community, encourage one another to do this. We shouldn't just walk away when it when it gets tough. We shouldn't just try battle on, do the same things. We need to press in to the Holy Spirit because when we don't, when we don't, it's just going to get like it, it just gets harder, don't you reckon? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, there are always moments where we don't understand something that God is doing or something that God has said, as with every relationship, you know, there are always things that we don't understand. And we ask questions. We're like, well, help me understand. Um, And if, if we have a um, unhealthy relationship, we'll just leave and be like, I don't understand. You suck. I'm out. And some people do that in their relationship with God. Like, I don't understand. I don't like this. You know, I'm done. I'm out. Um, but that's always going to happen in every single relationship because um, you don't know everything that somebody else knows. Um, you don't know their heart completely. Um, and right now, this yeah. is one of those seasons where I think a lot of people are saying, God, what are you doing? 
I don't understand. This sucks. In what way is this good for me? You know, in what way yeah. is this you loving me? I don't understand. You know, and we we yeah. really need to help people right now, I think, navigate that that thing. Exactly. And we, we're talking a lot about like leaning into the spirit and listening to the spirit. And the reason why we're saying that is because when you try to do these things in your own strength, mm. when you try and understand a some parts of the spiritual realm in your own strength, you're never going to come to the answer. Mm. You know, and I think we've all, um, you know, had that sort of feeling when we're working out Christianity. I think when I was young, the big hot topic was predestination, the big, huge topic that no one can answer. Yeah. And I tried in my own strength, in my own rational mind to try and work it out for myself. And at the end of the day, I just had to submit it to God mm. and, through time, through my intimate relationship with Christ, mm. he has sort of um, developed my theology, so to speak, mm. to, to what it is today. Yeah. Um, I think too often we go for our own strength mm. when we're trying to work out a hard topic. Yeah, I think you're right, Josh. There's a lot to this uh, topic of intimacy with him when you don't understand. And I think some of the foundations that we need to build are um, we believe that God's um, word is authoritative which means that his his truth exists over the top of our truth um and that's countercultural. you know we have a you do you kind of culture at the moment where it's like truth is relative and you have your truth and i have my truth and they can both coexist but christianity says that's not true we don't believe that it's also not logical um two <laughs> truths are mutually exclusive one of them is right <laughs> um it's God. <laughs> it's God. But we would say, yeah, God is objective truth. Anything that God says is objective truth. And so the yeah. first thing that we need to do when we come to something that we don't understand about God is say, okay, God, um, either I don't understand what you're saying or I need to change my mind. And I think those <laughs> are the only two options that we have. It's not that there is That's no good. third option of God, you're wrong. It's either okay, I don't fully understand the argument here and I need to wrap my head around it or I need to, I'm wrong and I need to completely change my perspective. Um, yeah, that's good. Because that, there's, there's no, there's literally no other option. No, because that's how objective truth they, works. They, <laughs> that's so good. So like, have you ever had that sort of moment where you've had to go, okay, hold on, maybe I'm wrong and God's actually yeah, right. Man. <laughs> oh, so many times. Um, one of the ones that comes to mind actually immediately is um, women in ministry. I grew up in a in a conservative, like a really conservative kind of reformed church where I was a pastor, and um, the denomination was like women can't preach um, and women can't hold certain offices in the church. And there are all of these theological, biblical foundations and arguments for this. And you know, I I was kind of grew up in that and kind of just took it on. And then um, I actually had to wrestle with that. And I, you know, was like, maybe I don't understand. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe my understanding of the word of God is wrong and had to go through this whole process of um, figuring it out and actually ended up changing changing my mind. Yeah, Not wow. because God was because... wrong, but because I was wrong. Yeah, exactly. And because and through that process you pressed into his spirit, you read his word yeah. and and he refined you through that, right? Yeah, for sure, man. And I think what I learned from that was, huh, something that I really 
was convinced about, I was wrong in. You know, yeah. I can be wrong. Maybe it's, I'm wrong it, about things now. And it's not like God doesn't want you to use your intellect. He doesn't not want you to use it. He just wants you to use it with his framework in yeah, mind. Yeah, exactly. So we don't bring out our preconceived ideas onto the table and go, oh, I was brought up like this, so it has to be like yeah. this, right? And there are so many things um, that are... Because that's kind of a gray one, to be honest. I mean, women in ministries much harder to yeah. figure out than other issues. There are some issues that we just yeah. don't like that are not... Yeah. I mean, healing, for example. My opinion, God is super clear. He still heals people. And yet, yeah. um, that's uh, not... Um, in, in the conservative church, people don't believe that. And so, sometimes we come against things where it's like, the Bible's pretty clear on it, but I don't agree. What do you do? Well, either you don't understand or you're wrong. <laughs> it's, it's but that it's just like it sounds simple but it's so true that's the thing and that's God. our mentality if the bible says it to be true either i just don't understand how it works or i need to change my perspective i need to change my mind and submit to what god says yeah because it's the spirit that works in you that changes yeah. you right it's not your intellect it's not how smart you are it's the spirit that works in you that changes totally it. Um, and like Ephesians 1, 17 to 18, it says this, and it, like this is almost spot on. It says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. God gives us the spirit of revelation. Why? To know him yeah. better. And so when we don't understand things, we need to lean into him. Mm -hmm. And so practically, yep. you know, I like getting practical here. Practically, how, how can someone do that? Great question, Josh. Let's take a hypothetical example. <laughs> Let's take healing, for example. <laughs> Say you're like, man, yeah. I have no idea how this works. I don't understand. Maybe you're coming from the position of God heals and... You know, you're, you don't understand because you don't see people getting healed all the time when you pray for them, okay? Real life scenario. Maybe you're coming from the other option. Um, you don't believe that God heals and you've seen a bunch of people get healed, right? And so you're asking this question. You're like, I don't understand healing. How does it work? What is going on? Is this biblical? Is this still for today? I mean, I know it happened in the Bible, but do people still get healed? And if they do get healed, is it demons? Yeah. I don't know what's going on. So how does someone navigate that whole world of something that they don't understand? Um, that's something that I've navigated, healing, for example, which is um, why I'm bringing it up. I, yeah. I would say the first thing that you need to do is pray about it. You know, come to yeah. God because as Ephesians says, yeah. he has given us the Holy Spirit who uh, another yeah. verse says, searches the heart of the Father and gives us revelations. And what that tells us is God wants you to understand. He gave you the Holy Spirit so that if it was understandable, it could be available to you. Exactly. Um, to understand. And when you... And when you do that, when you go, when you pray first, you're grounding yourself in his framework. Yes. You're not taking your framework and putting that into the picture. And that's so important, yep. I think. Yeah. So that's really important because you're right. It, it submits you to God and you're praying things like, God, I, to be honest, don't understand this, but I really want to understand. And I'm willing to be wrong. I'm willing to submit to whatever is right. But Lord, 
please give me discernment. Please give me wisdom. Please help me to know what's right and what's not right. And please um, help me understand this, you know. Mm -hmm. Amen. Um, The next thing I would do is I would start reading every single Bible verse that talks about that issue. You know, maybe (laughs) Google Bible verses on this issue. Get as many Bible verses as you can and just read through everything that the Bible says about this issue. Most of the time, that alone will change your mind because it gives you a pretty (laughs) clear perspective on what God thinks. Um, And I would say after you've done that and you still have questions... For me, I would go and talk to people that understand it better than I do. And yeah. from both perspectives. And I'd be like, okay. Yeah, that's 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 the Yeah, both perspectives. Both I, I know that you believe in healing. Tell me everything you know. I I know that you over there don't believe in healing. Tell me everything you know. At this point, you're taking in both sides. You're trying to be as um, unbiased as possible. And then you want to take everything that they've said to the word of God, weigh it up for yourself pray for discernment and you're going to have to make a decision. Yeah. And exactly. as well, experience is not something to discard. You know, like I, th- I think sometimes we do need to take experience seriously. We can't let our experience dictate our theology, but we do need to let our theology dictate our experience. Um, but say, for example, the thing that got me on healing was I saw a bunch of people get healed. And then I was like, what the heck's going on? I'm going to ask these questions. And yeah. then it was actually experience that drove me towards asking the hard questions. And then I changed my mind and then the rest is history. Yeah. The best thing about that process that you just talked about, like praying, then read the Bible, all the verses in the Bible and going to mm-hmm. people. The best thing about that process is it's so it's so um, like honoring to God yes. and honoring to the Because you want to submit to him. And it's... Exactly, and that's the main thing. You need to submit to him, and it brings to mind um, a John Piper quote, and this is like the best quote I've I've heard in this regard. And Sam Clark, I'm going to give him a shout out because yeah. he he uh, researched this topic. He did a phenomenal yeah. job. Um, he sent me he sent us this quote yesterday. It says, "Don't nullify the Bible in your effort to clarify the Bible." Ooh. Don't nullify the Bible in your effort to clarify the Bible. I think that's really talking like to this that. whole idea of of being sincere mm. and going to God first, letting him dictate your framework rather than putting your preconceived ideas on, on the table. Because yeah, when we good. do that, when we put our preconceived mm. ideas, we're almost nullifying what the Bible says because we're putting ourselves above God, above his word and saying, no, what I think is higher than what he, he is. And we know that's false. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I really like that. So that's quote. really it's good. That's really important to keep in mind. And the other thing here that I want to briefly talk about before we wrap up is, you know, there's going to be people listening to this podcast who are talking to who are talking to someone who does not agree with something. Yes. You know, who does not understand Christianity, who does not understand the gospel, and they're just really t- grappling with this, and they're almost about to walk away. So if you have a friend that is like almost walking away because they don't understand something. What can we do? Yeah, that is a really how good question. Pa- how, how can we pass to them through this? I love throwing this these questions great. that you're not prepared for. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do we pass to like our friends through the same thing? Because it's all well and good for if I have the power mm. to do it, to you know pray and read the Bible, ask people. But how do we get our friends to do yeah. it when they're reluctant to? <laughs> well, can I just say off the bat, I think the biggest mistake that people make... Christians, that is, in terms of um, 
reaching out to their non-Christian friends who don't understand something about God is going for the head and not the heart. Um, I mean, really, in the grand scheme of things, what changes our mind, quote-unquote, is not understanding all the facts. It's being connected to the person of Jesus Christ. And you can become a Christian without understanding everything. Um, and I think the, the, we need to really figure out with these, these people, what is the question behind the question? Why are they asking this? For example, if it's um, a question about suffering, it almost always comes because they themselves are suffering or they have someone yeah. that they love that's suffering and they're asking the question of, if God is good, how could I be going through this right now? If God is good, how could he let my mom go through this? Let me be honest, nine times out of 10, it's not an intellectual answer that changes their mind. It's the power and presence of God that changes their heart. And I have heard yeah. so many stories of um, people who have spent years and years and years and years trying to convince someone to become a Christian and it obviously doesn't work. You can't change, you can't raise a dead person to life through giving them facts. It's the Holy <laughs> Spirit. Um, and yeah. then out of the blue, they just get fed up and they just have a moment where they just get real, they get vulnerable, they share part of their story. They tell like the emotion of their relationship with Jesus comes out. They pray for this person, they minister to them and they just get touched by the presence of God. And they're like, "Yeah, I love it. I feel him. I need him. And they give their life to Jesus and they still don't understand. Yeah. And then they go through this yeah, and journey. I, I, and that's that's the most important thing. Be real. Be honest. Be a real fr be a real friend. Be honest. Share your experiences that you've had with mm. God. Share your faith with them. And sooner or later, when you share your experiences, when you share your faith and the love that you literally feel mm. from the Father, it's gonna touch them at yeah. some point. Whether that's through you or someone else, we just need to be honest, be real, and never stop praying yeah. for them. Right? Because we can't argue them into the God into the kingdom it's it's the gospel through the holy mm -hmm. spirit that gets them over the line yeah and and that's what we need to remember and it's it's actually um, not it's, something to skip over it's not like a tokenistic yeah. thing it's like as in a um i do some evangelism and let me tell you i'm not going in there with facts i'm not trying to like <laughs> convince them about the historical reliability of the gospels and the resurrection of jesus like to be honest this generation more than ever already believes that Jesus Christ was a real person who kind of rose from the dead. I mean, it's very few people that don't actually believe that. It's experiential questions that people have about, you know, they just don't get him, they don't feel him. They just need to have a Holy Spirit experience. And that comes through just yeah. preaching the gospel. And I mean, loving yeah. people where they're at. And then just something happens. The Holy Spirit touches them and they just, their eyes are opened yeah. to see Jesus. And you're like, what did I even and, say? <laughs> exactly. And it, that comes down to acknowledging that God's in yeah. control and that we're totally. And, and throughout this whole topic, being intimate with God when you don't understand, it just comes down to that one fact that he is mm -hmm. in control. Trust in that. Trust in the fact that we have a good God that works for the good for those that love yeah. him. And so we've got to trust in that. Mm. And remember what he's done in the past for you, for the Israelites in the Bible. Remember that. Remember that he works for the good. And so when we don't understand, that's what we need to fall, fall back mm. on. That trust and being intimate with God throughout all situations. And so 
we hope that this this episode has been a really helpful one for you, particularly in this moment that we're facing, the moment uh, that we are in COVID-19. We're all in isolation. We don't really understand it. We really want to encourage you all to be intimate with God in your personal relationship now so that when we meet in a couple of months' time, it is just going to go hell for leather. The Holy Spirit's going to be in the hell building for leather. next level. It's going to be amazing, right? But the most important thing is that individually we are intimate with God because renewal in our generation must start with the renewal of our hearts. Mm-hmm.